Hi everyone. Hi no. <laughs> no one's on yet, but we're gonna give it a few minutes. So we love you guys. Mm. Alright. I'm that one person, I think. Not yet. Not yet? I don't think it shows you this one. It says one. You ready? Is the mic on? Okay, mm. if you're joining or even watching the replay, share our broadcast. We are going to be talking about something really powerful. Important. Important. That's the it's word. It's not powerful, it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm in a joking mood today. All right, let's get started. You, you want to go first, or? Um, yeah. Go ahead, just gonna, go ahead and, uh... If you're watching our replay video, share the broadcast. If you're joining us, share the broadcast with people. Um, hi, Auntie Sonia. Auntie Sonia. We miss you. Come visit us, please. How's revival services been? Been watching the things that Kelly's been posting. It looked pretty awesome. Share our video. Waiting for her to write back. She's not writing back. Anyways. Alright. Hi, awesome. Yeah. That's that good. looked awesome. You should come visit us. We tell you that every time you join our broadcast. We really want you to. That's we all. miss you. <laughs> we'll, we'll come and see you too. Don't worry. It's not just a one-way thing. <laughs> we ask you to come up, but we never say we're coming back. All right. Let's go ahead and dig into this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about the creative power of our words. And if you all know, what we speak will become come into being, mm -hmm. and it creates things. It cre And there's power in our words. Right. So, yeah, and come. You and my mom. Yeah. Well, I'll just go ahead and start into this before... What scripture are you going to move into? I can do Proverbs 18.21. Alright, well then let me just explain something before. Because I feel like I do this every now and then. I explain what, how God has given you power from your tongue. And it starts all the way back in the book of Genesis. Where God gave Adam yeah. the instruction... To name all the animals on the earth. So we see there, God's first instruction for man was to prophesy and give names to all the animals of the earth. I actually have been reading that. Right, and that's a revelation that hit me a little while back. Because I really found it interesting how God wanted man to do something more. God wanted man to do something besides just sit around the garden. And it wasn't like a physical kind of labor, but it was something that he wanted to teach man of how to speak when, and, and take action on the words that a man speaks. And God told Adam, I'm entrusting you with the garden. So if Adam was entrusted with the garden, he didn't have to fight off things. He didn't have to fight off wolves. They were peaceful. But what he did have to do is call things out 
mm-hmm. called things into being. If the even when the serpent came into the um, Garden of Eden, what he should have been doing is rebuking the serpent because the serpent had possessed or the devil had possessed the serpent. So what he should have been doing is rebuking the serpent instead of letting his wife um, talk to it. But you didn't see that. So God gave man instruction from the very beginning of time that he was supposed to look after the animals and speak into those animals because he named them all. And even from before that, what does the Bible say? And God said, let there be light. And now we're going to turn to the... um, the I want to touch on something even out of um, Genesis, though. When Adam named the animals... The animals had nothing, like, they didn't have a sound. They didn't know what color or what they would look like. But when Adam named the cow the cow, it moved and it was spotted. And it was like God gave Adam all authority mm-hmm. to name the animals. But not only that, when he named the animals, he gave identity exactly, to the good. animals. And whatever he said, that was going to be a cow, that was going to be a giraffe, that was going to be um, whatever, a fish. Whatever he called it, he gave identity to yeah, the Yeah, and that's what we do when we speak. We give identity to whatever we're speaking towards, whether it's towards someone, whether it's even in our own lives or whatever we're wanting to see or whatever... In our day-to-day lives, I don't think a lot of people know how much power there is in the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. There really is. Yeah, and but I don't know. It interests me that when Adam named each animal, he gave identity to each animal. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to touch on with that story. I mean, Adam even named Eve. And, and most people don't realize that. But it says that God gave Adam his wife and... Adam called her Eve. So Adam's named every living thing in the garden. He took control and dominion over everything he said and mm-hmm. spoke, even going up to naming his own wife. I probably couldn't do that, and it worked out very well for me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Adam got to name his own wife. So let me go ahead and touch on um, John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life Hi, was... Sorry, I just Oh, Rylan. What up, Rylan? That's all right. <laughs> and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and in the life was the light of men. I'm going to stop there. So it talks about the word of God and how it's living, how it's active, and how it continued on down to where everything God said, it became God itself. And it, and it was an action. You know, you see God take an action. Even from the beginning of the Bible, everything God said came into being. Everything God did, once he spoke, once he breathed, there was life into that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are a little Christ, if you are a Christian... Imagine the power of your words that you speak, good or bad. Good or bad. I'm not just saying bad words or good words because a lot of people speak both. A lot of people say things that don't line up with the word of God. And and that's exactly what the Israelites did back in um, Numbers. And we're going to get into that before, so I'm not going to ruin that. But you have to speak according to the word of mm-hmm. God and not according to your situation and not according to how you feel. Because it's something that, you know, people don't teach on a whole lot. 
It, or maybe if you're under good ministry, they'll teach you what you speak carries power. But imagine this for a second. If God were to say yes and amen to everything you said, would you be pleased with where your life would be or would you be very disappointed in where your life would be? And that should tell you something. If you're sitting here, man, if God said yes and amen to everything I said, then my life probably wouldn't look good. So you... It, I have bad service here. No, oh, that's so sad, Mom. <laughs> you can watch the replay. But you can see where... I didn't know if it was our service, but... No, I think it's hers. But you can see what you speak carries power. When you talk, you should expect that very thing to come into pass in your life. <laughs> and you don't... People don't realize that there's actually a... And I didn't even know this guy was a Christian until I read the article. And I can't think of his name right at the moment, but he was a Christian, and he got saved. He was a baseball player. <laughs> he played ma- Major League Baseball for a long time, and he had his own radio talk show, and he began to he did this for years, and one day on the talk show, I mean, he was saved. And one day on the talk show, he's talking about all of these, um, you know, how he goes motorcycle riding, and every time he takes a turn around this one route, there's always a car that cuts into his lane. He said, one day I just know I'm going to get hit. One day I just, and he, he ended, it was a little bit more graphic than that. He said, one day I just know I'm, my energy are going to be splatted out on the side of the road. Well, that very day going home from work, a car hit him head on. He ended up dying. Very same day. Christian, that should tell you what you speak carries power. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a word of prophecy. A lot of people don't realize, but you prophesy over your own life. It's what God did in the Genesis. He prophesied over the earth, and it came to pass. Adam prophesied over the animals. He gave them an identity, and that's from that point on what they've been known as. So what you speak, you should realize you should expect that to happen because it is a word of prophecy. It's yeah. something that God's empowered you to say. So you better watch what comes out of your mouth and what you let fly. Because people can ruin their destinies with the words they've mm-hmm. sp- spoken. And that's something I have to watch out very, very carefully with, is not speaking something that I know that I, you know, even today, I'll t- talk about today for an example. We both just sat in the car quietly earlier today because we uh, we did our first outreach, which was really great. It was under the radar, didn't book the park, just went there, invited people two hours prior. And, you know, we really expected – but when we went out handing flyers, we did not get good responses. We, I mean, I don't know how it was for you. We did – I mean, the boys and I got terrible responses. And no one, like, seemed even the least bit interested. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the same way for you. Yeah, and I feel like there wasn't a lot of people. Home. Yeah, and there wasn't even a lot of people home. But, you know, we sat in the car just quiet, and I could tell something was bothering her. And I said, what's wrong? She said, nothing. I'm not going to speak that right now. I said, do you want to talk about it when it's over? She said, yeah, when the event's over, we'll talk about it, but not right now. So she wasn't even going to confess, I don't think people are going to come today. I don't think we're gonna. it's going to be a, a hit. Well, it turns out we both didn't say a single word about it because I was thinking the same thing. I could kind of tell what she was thinking. We didn't say a single word about it. But we ended up seeing like 25, 30 people come out to this event. And it, it was great. They all got saved. And it was we had a great time. So and, and now we made enough connections where most of them will be coming to church tomorrow with their family and mm-hmm. kids. So it, it'll be it, – it's great. And it, honestly, I wasn't going to throw words out there that weren't of God. 
who knows what I could have spoken in that car to her privately could have ended up happening. This event probably won't turn out well. This probably won't happen well. Who knows what that would have triggered in the spiritual to allow to happen because of the very words I spoke against. The thing that God told me to do, the thing that God planted in my spirit to do, and me speaking out against that event afterwards could reap a consequence that I'm not wanting to pay. So be careful of what you speak and what you say because you don't know. It's like the word of God says, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. You have to have good things in you to sow good things. Because if you constantly, and I know that scripture, you may think, how does that, what does that have to do with the, your tongue? But it has a lot to do with your mm-hmm. tongue because what you have in you is what's going to come out of you. You know, the, even the Bible talks about that. So I, I'm going to turn it back over to you. You're going to turn it back over? Yeah, because I'm kind of going on. Oh, that. no, it's okay. But. I just wanted, I... A scripture came to me when you were reading John 1, um, Hebrews 4.12. One of my favorite scriptures, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints of marrow, and the discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I just wanted to focus on the first half of that verse. It says, For the word of God is active and living sharper than any two-edged sword Mm -hmm. the word of god is active just like the word of god became flesh jesus became flesh and he was the living word when he came to earth and he um was human he was in flesh god in flesh he was the word into being but now it says here in hebrews 4 12 the word of god is active and living so when we speak the word of God into our situations, I might not have a million dollars or I might not even have enough money in my bank account to cut the um, this month's rent or whatever, but I'm not going to speak that because the word of God says that he, he is my provider, that he provides for me. And so I have to speak according to the word of God because it is active. It is living. When you speak the word of God forth, it will become, it will um just mm-hmm. work for you. It would actually just work for you because it's already active and living. It will just work on your behalf. And yeah. the word of God says that God has to, he watches over his word to perform it. Yeah. So he has to, he's not a God that lies. He's um, the ultimate truth. The The word of God is the ultimate truth. So he has to um, back up what his word says. So when you speak the word of God, it has to come into being. It has to work. Or yeah. not, God is a liar, but he is not a liar. So we, that's one thing I would say is to get the word of God, read the word of God, study the word of God so that you can have those things stored up in your heart. Because like you said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What? How do you get an abundance of the word is by reading the word and hiding the word in your heart. That's what the word of God says, mm-hmm. to hide the word in your heart so that you may not sin against yeah. him. The Psalms... Well, 1911. I had to think for it, of it for a minute. And just like what, you, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna make a joke. All right. You want me to read? Go ahead and go to Proverbs. Proverbs 18. Um, I'm gonna start at verse 20 because a lot of people skip this verse. It says, "From the fruit." Of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you wanted me to read it. Go ahead. All right. 
Read verse 20 one more time, because that, that's why I thought you read it. That was interesting. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. Mm-hmm. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Satisfied by the yield of his lips. And there it's talking about someone. You're satisfied by what you speak. You're satisfied. So it's saying, what you speak out, what you say, that's what you'll be satisfied with. That is so powerful. Yeah, I love that. A lot of people skip that, and lot, I read yeah. it um, on the Thursday. The you like, speak, that's what will satisfy your stomach. The very words you say is what will satisfy you. That is so good. I don't know why I never realized that was there before. I've read it That's before. what happens in, in the book of Numbers, the story that you're going to read, though. You, no, exactly. They, exactly. Because, you know, it, I'm going to go ahead and flip there because it goes right along with mm-hmm. it. I don't even want to talk. <laughs> Which is, like, not like me at all. I just want to read this. We can get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. <sighs> Bam's going pages. I know. I'm sorry. All right. I'm in supposed to be numbers 13 all right numbers 13 25 25 all right here we go it says at the end of the 40 days they returned from spying out the land and they came to moses and aaron and to all the congregation the people of israel in the wilderness of paran at kadesh they brought back a word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land and they told him we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, which is what God said it would. It flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. That is not what God told them. God did not tell them. He told them about the good fruit. He did not tell them about the giants, the fortified cities, and all the other things that they had to do to get the land. God didn't mention that because he knew if he was for them, who could be against them? God didn't give them that detail because they didn't need to know it. (laughs) The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people. See, here they're just telling them what's in the land. So you can see negative seeds being birthed out of the people. God hasn't done anything yet because he's like, okay, so you better watch what you're going to say. And, and, you know, you'll get caught up into that where you'll start speaking something but then catch yourself and realize maybe you shouldn't be saying that. So Caleb quieted the people. And I'm going to keep reading. And he said, Before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it. So Caleb saying, Let's go right now. Let us take the troops and let us take this land. This is what God promised us. He said, For we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with them had said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the land of Israel a bad report of the land. Another version says an evil report. And I'm going to get into that too. And the land that had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy is it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height and there we saw the nephilim the sons of anak who come from the nephilim and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers and so we seem to them did they even come in contact with the nephilim and and the descendants of anak from what we've read they walked in there got fruit and left never said they fought one time (laughs) so how they looked at them like they were grasshoppers i don't know but they said they looked like grasshoppers in their eyes that's not anything that what God said. That's just them talking because they're scared. And again, it says they spread a bad 
Or another word for it is evil report. What is a bad or evil report? Anything that God, anything that contradicts what God already told you yeah. is a bad or evil report. Anything that contradicts the word of God for or us, the spoken yeah. word of God. And that's what I was going to say. Anything that contradicts the word of God. For them, God told them they were going or to have the spoken land. word yeah. of God. Or spoken word of God. There's prophecies that have been spoken over us. Yeah. And we say the opposite of what God is calling us to. Written or spoken. Yeah, people will come against the word of the prophecies that they've been given, mm-hmm. things that they've been given. They'll come and attack that. And... and you know, you see that all the time. and You know, prophetic conferences is a great conference at KCI. But I'm telling you when, you, when you leave the room, there's a lot of people unhappy with what was said. And they start speaking a ton of negative stuff. But that's what God wanted them to hear. That's what God wanted them to know for that time. But you see a lot of people complain about what God gave them. So, and I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole other subject. I'm going to continue on this. But... They spoke against what God had said. They spoke against what God had told them, which was you were going to have the land. They spoke against that, and they told all the people and all the congregation of Israel, for we cannot take this land. They are like We are like grasshoppers in their eyes, which they, they weren't because they never saw the, they saw the giants. I mean, they may have felt like grasshoppers, but the giants never called them grasshoppers. So again, they're making up stuff. And then Caleb tried to quiet them before saying, no, don't, because this is what God said. They didn't listen. They spread a bad report. And you can read the whole story. I'm not going to. I'm just going to read one part where God is like infuriated and he's about ready to kill the entire (laughs) congregation and say, I'm going to kill everyone. And then I'm going to start with Moses and he's going to be, and Moses pleaded with God saying, no, don't do that. What will people say? You bringing them all out of the Egypt just to kill them in the desert. So God said, okay. He said, I'll I'll let them live, but here's what I'm going to do. They're going to wander in the desert for 40 years, and none of them will see the land. And this is the scripture. What is it? 14 what? Help me out here. Sorry. 26. 26. Okay, just want to make sure. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall this wicked congregation grumble against me? I have heard the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they have grumbled against me. Say to them, as, the, as I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. Your dead bodies shall fill the wilderness, and of all your number, listed in the census from 20 years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. So here God even says, all right, you know what? You said it, you're going to get it. Yeah. Here you go. And God said, you're all going to die in the wilderness, because that's what you said. They said it would have been better, we're all going to die here, it would have been better for us to live in Egypt. So God's like, okay, I'll make that happen. If you want to say something like that, if I promise you this and you speak against that, I'll make that happen. It's like what I told you before, this yes and amen. And you know, I'm not and we are in a time of grace. I'm not saying we aren't that God's not gonna God's not gonna cause us to wander around the desert for forty years. But again, he may not cause something like that to happen, but you still gotta realize what you speak will allow the devil to come in and attack you. What you speak still carries enough power as you being a Christian that God doesn't have to do anything. God can be like, oh, why did you say that? Don't say that. And then you're sitting there here speaking a ton of stuff that ruins your destiny. Yeah. I'll share a quick story. Because this is something I have not shared a lot because it's something very personal. And it doesn't even have to do with me. It has to do with my grandma. And... I've really never talked about it. I remember sitting on the porch talking to her, and I don't know what came up, but she made the comment. She goes, oh, Zane, I don't think I'll live to 70. 
And from that point on, it, it triggered something in my spirit to where I knew that those words she spoke would come to pass. She was 62 at the time, 63. So, it, it, I mean, it wasn't like major or anything. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, those words she spoke, you know, I already knew from that time on, like, it triggered something. And I've never felt like that before. And from that point on, I realized, and I felt like God told me, he said, watch what you speak, because what you speak will carry power over your life. She died by 69, 68. What you speak carries power into your destiny. And I've never felt, I can't tell you the feeling I felt even during that time. It wasn't just like, oh, grandma, don't say that. Like, I honestly felt like a spiritual tug. Once those words were released, she put something into the spiritual that couldn't be reversed. And, And that's the thing. You have to realize what you speak carries enough power to where you may have to deal with something your whole life because of the very mm-hmm. words you spoke. Now you know. So, you know, that's the thing. You, you, I'm giving you this warning now so you can repent of everything else you've spoken from this point on. But I don't want you to live with the words you've spoken negatively years later because of a bad decision when you were 20, 25. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a difference when you know the Word of God and then you don't. Because mm-hmm. there was... Words that I have spoken before I was saved and I repented. I remembered learning about Proverbs eighteen twenty one that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so I repented. I said, Lord, reverse every negative word that I have spoken over my life. Reverse that because I didn't want to see that because I saw that how powerful our words is just like God created the whole world the whole universe with mm-hmm. his words and then he created created us in the same image as him and yeah. now we have the same power to create with our words I knew that there was things that I have said in my past that will be I will see the fruit from it because that's what the word of God says that we'll be satisfied with the fruit of our lips and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be satisfied with what I have spoken before and so yeah. I asked the Lord to forgive me of those words that I have spoken but reverse those also mm-hmm. yeah but then you don't continue no you don't, you don't because continue you can speaking see. over that you don't because even when the people repented God didn't forgive them because right after God gives them judgment they, they changed their mind they go, oh, Lord, no, we're ready. We're, we believe we can take the land right after God says. We're... So, again, you have to realize with the people of Israel, there, and this is something that triggered me here, too. Is you see, it's not necessarily that they believed it because they were willing to take the land because God told them. But they found something to complain about. They found something to whine about. They found something to speak out against, be upset about. And you'll find people like that. I'm telling you, I don't know how, like, I didn't see it a lot in Hawaii at all. But being back home in West Virginia, like, there, I don't know what it is. It's the type of culture that I've noticed. People speak things just to complain about life. And I, I don't know, no, I don't understand it. And, and you could say that it's like that in your area too, but it's just something I've noticed here. People talk like like they're going through hell all the time. And, I, you know, it's like Christian people. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm breathing. I'm living. I'm a making it. I'm a doing this. And you hear that so much. But you know what, too? It, it's because there's a lack of word. Lack of no, they revelation don't, they don't know of the it. word. And 
Yeah. They don't know it. And, and sadly enough, the Israelites didn't know it either, but they found out the hard way because of what they spoke. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean the principle still doesn't exist. But that's why we're teaching today, yeah. so that you know what the Word of God says and what not to do. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and you, what to do. You, you see it so heavy with people's words here that it, it, you can reroute your whole destiny. I know I've said that a lot, but it's just like, I don't know. Words are powerful. Words really are. You know, you, you got to make sure you speak words that line up with the Word mm-hmm. of God. That's why no matter how I feel, if you come up to me and ask how I'm doing, I'm never going to tell you. I, I mean, I won't even say I'm doing fine. Or I'm maybe every once in a while. But it's always an, like, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. It's never talking about my problem, issue, circumstance. Never something like I'm hanging in there, had a bad day at work. Had, like no, You don't do that. And the reason why, people, I'm not saying you can't have bad days of life. I'm just saying, why talk about it? Why complain about it? Because it's the exact same thing the Israelites did here that caused them to wait 40 years in the promised land and them all die. It's not, you know, they may have not believed it, but for what I'm reading, they were willing to go take the land right after God gave them the curse. God didn't go with them and they all died. So you can clearly see, just because they spoke the words and complained about God and what he said, God reversed their situation said, you won't have the land now. Your yeah. descendants will. But, and, and that's why you have to be very careful. What the word of God says, you speak. What the word of God doesn't say, you don't speak. Because that, if there's something that takes, like even as a human, if there's something that takes me off more than anything, is me telling somebody something and then them go and say the opposite of what I just told them. Or speak the opposite. And... I can't really give a good example. For example... You can't or you, you do have an example. I'm trying to think of a good one. If I teach someone p- piano and show them a way to play something and... Or... I'm showing them something and then they go in behind when someone else comes up and starts complaining and, and talking about how I don't know anything or whatever... But then when it comes to when they're talking to me, it's completely different. You, you, I mean, I'm not going to be too inclined to help them out with that anymore. And it's the same thing with God. When you speak against something that God already had given you, God gave them a promise. But when you speak against the promise, how inclined are you going to be to keep that promise? How inclined are you going to actually be able to do that for them? If someone breaks, if someone speaks against the thing you told them you would do for them, how inclined are you going to be want to do that for them? And, and that's the very thing they did. They complained about what God said he'd do for them. So God took it away from them and said, I'll give it to your descendants. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. If anything. I just have two keys that um, will help you with your speech. And it's one is knowing the word of God and speaking, knowing and speaking the word of God. And then two, be around people that have faith so speech mm-hmm. that speaks um good stuff positive and encouraging stuff and not not people who will just like the israelites there when they went in you just had you had two people there um joshua and caleb that had faith in god and knew what god spoken to them and they was going to stand on that word be around people because throughout the book of proverbs it talks about the people that you are yoked with the people that um 
that you hang out with you become exactly that and so you have to be careful of who you are around what you put in yourself day in and day out because mm -hmm. you need to be around people that will encourage you and it's important yeah. but those are the th two things and even in Romans 10 9 it says that it is with confession it's with us speaking is how we receive Jesus in our, mm -hmm. into our heart it's believing and then speaking you believe the word of God then you speak it forth and that's how you will create things that's how you receive things and even if today you're here and you have never received Jesus into your heart or maybe you once did but fell away or maybe the devil is um, confusing you and telling you that you're not saved. But today we want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus into your heart. Rome, um, John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will have eternal life and not perish. And so we want to give you that opportunity because Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you have done in your past. Second Corinthians 5.17, it says that you are now a new creature. The old has gone. The new has come when you are a child of God. Your old self is bur buried underground. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. So I just want to give you that opportunity. It's with, with confession. confession. Romans 10.9 mm -hmm. says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he has been risen from the dead, you will be saved. And so you can just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that he has been risen from the dead. I am saved. I am redeemed. And I am on my way to heaven. I ask the Holy, Holy Spirit to come and dwell in me. Where I was weak, make me strong. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And if you said that prayer today, we'd love for you to connect with us. Let us know that you either comment on here or message Zane or I. We'd love for you to connect with us. You need to be around a body of believers. That's my second point. It says to be around people with good speech. Be around people that can encourage you in the Lord. And so mm -hmm. we want to connect you with the local church in your area that will be able to um, just pour faith yeah. in you. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to give a testimony. We saw 18 souls saved today at our, awesome. at our first outreach. That was our first outreach that we ever planned. We did it with our church. Um, and our church members, they came and helped us. And we saw 18 people come to christ and receive jesus into their hearts and the word of god says that when one soul is one that the all of heaven rejoices and it's important to win souls because jesus is coming back mm -hmm. soon and he's only coming for his church yeah for people who are spotless people who are holy people who receive them into their heart and so that's why we are giving you the opportunity if you said that prayer to receive jesus into your heart because yeah. The time is very short. You can mm -hmm. tell. Even last week, if you don't know about end times, Zane did a short but yeah, powerful, brief, <laughs> brief but powerful, um, just session about end times and what it says about the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, if you never heard that, go back onto our Facebook Live or our podcast app. Um, we have that there available and 
yeah we love you mm -hmm. and yeah that's it yeah all right everyone have a great day and we love you love you guys bye bye